0: You <laughs> you Baby. Absolute banger.
1: We're gonna do the J6 OG collab next.
0: Dude, that... Uh, that might break that the internet, shit. dude. I don't know. That'd be insane. Um, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Burned on? Yeah. Off? So we've got two ghosts, two guests today. We don't have ghosts. We have guests. Uh, we've got Dow and we've got Corbet. Um, so we've got Chris up here with Dow. He's going to go first. Uh, well, uh was that? Go ahead. Yeah, I was, no, I was going to say, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We
0: were going to do an All intro, right. too. You? Sorry. Me? No? All right, no, you go. <laughs> me, me, right, wah, you go.
1: wah, wah, Yeah, um, it's funny, yeah. So first off, everyone, thanks for listening. You know, we wanted to do our second show, even though it's at FTNYC and difficult for many people, just to keep the routine. It's only our second show. Um, I felt so blessed. I told Burn Dog last night. Um, the community has been so incredibly supportive. Like, multiple people came up to me and gave us positive feedback on the show. And I can't tell you how amazing and how meaningful that was. And I wasn't expecting any of that. Um, I will do a post NFT NYC write-up. My general feel for those of you who aren't here, I see some of uh, the people I was hanging out with last night in the in the call on the spaces. So, um, But, you know, NFT NYC last year was my first doxing of myself and my first event. And it really gave me an entirely new perspective on, NFTs in the space, because I think it's a very difficult space and that most of us are alone or at a computer or phone and you're in communities, but you don't realize sort of the power of what's happening until you come to events like this. And so I'd say it's just been incredible, um, the, the energy, the attendance, um, you know, I've had, I was totally blessed to meet so many people at this event, at the various events and, um, So I'll do a post uh, NFT NYC wrap up uh, on what kind of the takeaways and trends are. But I would say, you know, given how bad the market is, you'd expect people to come here and have a lot more negativity, but it has been, you know, really just all in, really wonderful experience for me so far. So exciting times and hopefully sets the pace for a little better environment going forward.
0: Love it, man. Yeah. And not going to lie, I'm a little jealous. I couldn't go, um, but, you know, we were talking before the show, and um, soon I got to find a way to make it to these events because uh, um, it's a game changer from what I heard. So, uh, yeah, glad you're uh, having a good time, meeting good people.
1: Um, I'm meeting great people and right 2160, and I hang out as usual. I was going to say, don't worry, Burn Dog, I'll handle looks market perspective in these, then you can handle the rest.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> the nice thing is, once we're on camera, you guys are going to see how much better OG makes me look by both of us being on camera. So that'll be fantastic. <laughs> um, bro, 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 bro.
1: I, I just have to truncate that now. It's going to be a heartbreaker for you, okay? I'm just... My rugged handsomeness versus yours is un, you know, unquestioned.
0: You know, you can't use big words like truncate with me because um, it just hurts my brain. So, um, but yeah, anyway, we've got two guests on the show today. We've got Ultradow and we've got Corbe. Um, we'll have Ultradow come up first. We've got Chris. Um, and I guess, Chris, if you want to start by just uh, telling us what you got going on, what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, whatever. Why don't we follow the format, Burn Dog, last time too? Why don't you introduce us to who you guys are and how you, the kind of background of how you got to the project in the first place? And I noticed you have a ton of followers
2: already, which is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, GM, thanks for having me. Uh, nice to meet you both. Um, yeah. So UltraDAO has actually been around and in the space since 2021. So we've been. Active, uh, creating projects, um, collecting art, um, supporting artists, and and really just uh, participating in this this whole Web three experience uh, since way back in like April 2021. So we're not new to this. That's super. Yeah, we're not new to this. We've been around for a long time. We've been working with really great artists. Um, we released a project called Woody's, uh, which is a 10k. Uh, back in like late 2020 uh 2021 and um, it was actually really incredible it was received really well sold out obviously you know in, in the in the uh, height of of the the mania of 2021 and um a couple of the artists that were involved uh you may know Lucrest, who does the proceed with caution and DeFi. And Hell all yeah, that. <laughs> dude.
1: yeah so yeah hey, uh, am i an nft
2: Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so Lucrez was one of the artists uh Gossamer Rose as well who does Tiger Bob. Um so a, a few really really incredible artists that uh, had sort of emerged on their own uh you know in a sense, since since 2021. Um so kind of the OGs of of the space and you know we were very fortunate to work with um you know a lot of them before they before they really grew up and and uh, hit it big, so to speak.
1: That's incredible. Do you run through a treasury, like you buy art in the DAO, and when you have artists in the project, how does like you guys so uh, yeah market for them, or what's the structure? So, so
2: the the structure. So we're we're based technically in the U.S. We've we've gone through the process of converting from you know sort of what you would what you would consider a Web three native DAO structure to a more, uh, let's call it, a legally um, defensible version of a DAO, um, which is pretty tough just from a legal perspective here in the United States because there's not a whole lot of prior case law and there's not a whole lot of structure for running a DAO legally. Um, we've kind of shifted more so towards uh, actually running everything that we do as like almost like joint ventures with, with artists. So everything that we do, um, they basically, we put people on splits, uh, on zero X splits. If, if you're familiar with that, um, it basically just allows you to set up a smart contract that distributes funds to, um, you know, just different wallet addresses. So every project that we do, we set up that way and, um, you know, all of our artists get a percentage of each project that we, that we work on. So it's been i, mean, Chris, I think a
1: that's a huge by the way i'm so happy you brought up this point so i think this is a point that people don't understand in this space and it's really interesting because your perspective you are obviously as a og like when i first i came in later i was november 21 and i was so excited about DAOs, and i got super involved in them and then i started researching the legal piece and you are so ah. correct not only is it not only is it not clear, there's all kinds of uh, implied liabilities potentially um, of being in a partnership that's only recognized in certain places. And so um, really cool to hear. And I offline want to follow up with you on the innovations because I think that's exactly right. And I actually think it's hard to manage a project like a startup that's totally decentralized and having the voting as well. So interesting. It's super cool perspective. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, and and, you know, when we first started, we didn't know anything right like we um you know we set up like a really cool system with dow house which is a, a platform for DAOs, where you know there's a treasury and and um everybody that's in the dow has shares and you vote and you know it's kind of the more normal dow style approach um and then recently we've converted more to an nft held uh, approach where um you know you basically hold these uh, what we call creator memberships um and so that that allows you to then um you know participate in in voting uh stuff like that so um i dude this
1: is amazing i'm so happy to hear this um for our listeners like this is a huge thing that chris is sharing with you and something i i had the same thing i went into some dallas a couple i went massive in where i was like the biggest holder thinking i could like influence and vote and I have come full circle to where you are. So kudos to that. It's a, I think it's very educational because I don't think most people who are currently in NFTs, most of them think DAOs are the answer. And I went from the same way to be like, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. You know, they're quite difficult. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the, the place where we're at now is we're really working with artists um, to do unique and innovative projects, um, which brings us to uh, the project that we're currently working on, which is called the 12 Days of Crypto Art. And we had our first season last, uh, last year, um, which was received really, really well. It's actually a really unique experience. It's a blind mint. So we actually take uh, 12 different artists on 12 different days. And we have basically a 24-hour reveal period where we show the art. You don't know who the artist is. All you get is the art and a, a title of the piece. And, um, you have to decide, like, do I burn my mint pass to get this specific piece of art or do I hold on to it, wait for the next day and so on and so forth. So, uh,
1: wait, so, so the mechanism, is you get it, you haven't seen the art and you have to, you you know,
2: you get to see the art. You just don't know the artist,
1: but you just don't know who the artist is. That's cool. That's kind of like what bright minds is doing. And bright minds is doing a variant of that, I guess, where they're, you know, they have random, but that's super cool. So. You see the art, you don't know who it is. Yeah,
2: so you, you basically, I mean, there's no downside really to minting on day one, and then you can actually swap pieces later. So if you wanted to say uh, exchange day one for day two, and then day three and day four, you could just keep going, you know, over and over until you hit the one that you are happy with and want to hold on to. Um, and sorry, as a nerd, what's the mechanism to do that? It's like so it's said, it's an, it's just an on chain signature. So it's not um, it's not like setting through the smart contract, but it is just requiring a signature and then it changes it in our database. And then, you know, after the, the uh, event is over, then all of that stuff gets um, uploaded to IPFS and, and you know, uh, locked in place. So.
1: That's super cheap,
2: I love this. Okay. So you've
1: done one of those already?
2: Yeah, so we did one um, recently. We've Afterwards. got another one coming. Uh, the supply on this one is a little bit higher um, our, our goal really is to make it just bigger and better every season, um, you know, to, to bring in more and more people to the experience, um, make it a really fun and engaging thing for participants, uh, people that, that, you know, buy into the collection, uh, join the discord guess some of the artists, you know, that might be involved. We had a few, you know, really, really good guesses, uh, in season one and, um, you know, there were a lot of people that I think that there are uh, styles that get revealed that are so similar to maybe another artist that they were like, Oh, well, I think it's this artist. And then it turns out it wasn't, or it's so obvious that it's like a certain artist. And then people second <laughs> guess themselves and they're like, oh, I don't, right. you know, I don't <laughs> think it, you know, I can't be this one cause it's too close to their style and then it actually is them, you know? So it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a fun experience. It's fun for everybody to just kind of get in there and, and, uh, yeah, I think people really get to learn like what are my personal art, you know, sort of taste. Um, what what can I learn from this experience about myself and my own collecting habits, so that you don't maybe FOMO into just everything, thinking like, oh, the art looks better because it's you know soaring to a one eighth floor or something like that. <laughs> like, um, that that's kind of the goal. Yeah, think- it's just like really focus on the art and bring out that that piece of your your collecting brain, so to speak.
1: Yeah, there's two cool things there, which, um, I mean, definitely it shows like one of the big things in the NFT space that um, I think is artists. The artist, it's really interesting to do it that way because what you see is who the artist is and what they've built in the space actually has a big impact on value over time. And so if you don't do that and you see what happens, it's sort of a cool thing. And it's gamified. I think this year, I, I hate OEs personally, but gamifying art in a way that, brings in other participants like what you did sounds to me is really important and cool and an innovation thank you yeah before we get into the details of the current thing is what where do you have your relationships with the artists like where are those come from how have you built those i think yeah in that's world, a good question world with like a lot of curators competing
2: yeah yeah now
1: because there's so much art there's so much art they need curators so curators say well how do i bring value so You've obviously, longevity is one. What other ways, when you look at what you guys do, is, are unique and bring yeah, value? Yeah, for
2: sure. So um, a lot of the artist relationships come from just the history of, of UltraDAO. And, and uh, personally, I've been collecting, I've, I've collected over maybe 7,000 pieces uh, across various blockchains, mostly on Tezos and Ethereum uh, directly. <laughs> Bro, leave some for the
1: rest of us. Leave some for the rest of us.
2: yeah, no, I I really went crazy there for a little while. I I just, I saw it. I liked it. I was like, man, this, this is, you know, this is awesome. I got to get it. So yeah, I I've been collecting just about anything and everything, um, that that I connect with. And, um, yeah, so I have, I have pretty good relationships with a lot of different artists across a wide spectrum. And like I said, we go way back to 2021 have, you know, uh, pretty good ties with a lot of the artists that you, you know today that, um, you know that the, we started working with back way back then, a couple of years ago. I mean, way back then, like two years ago. Um, <laughs> which in, in this space, I guess, is a long well, time. Well, in
1: NFT, honestly, in NFT land, my joke is like basically a, a generation is three months, so thirty years is like three months. So it is yeah, a long time, yeah. and things do shift that way. So I mean, yeah, yeah. And I guess once what happens is once it's sort of typical. This how you know my project works too. So if you invest in artists and they have a good time working with you, then they tell other artists. And those people want to work yeah. with you and since you've been around a long time. So that's for this sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, and, and, Bird Dog, you well, I was
2: going to say, the other thing that we board, do yeah. or just really quickly, the other thing that we do for these artists is uh, in addition to obviously partnering with them on, on these projects. I mean, most of the funds actually go to the artists themselves. They actually get a hundred percent of secondary royalties, which are enforced and all that. Um, but we also do artist profiles. Um, so on the 12 days of crypto art website, Uh, We actually, you know, we have these artist profiles that we've put together, we've written. Um, They're very nicely done, uh, very professional. They are a really great place to learn more about these artists. Um, They link off to all of their social profiles uh, so that people can go and learn more about them, find their work. And it's really meant to um, sort of act as a jumping off point of discovery. And so I think from that perspective, because it's so highly curated, there's, you know, right now there's only, uh, technically 13 artists. We had a, a bonus 13th day uh, last season. Um, because there's only 13 artists, you, you really don't have like this massive list of, of names that everything just sort of blends together, um, which I think really adds a lot of value uh, because it really is a nice little snapshot and, and sort of fingerprint of this collection and these pieces and these specific artists at this particular time and that's gonna be encoded on the blockchain forever, right? So I think when we look at that, that's super important to, to realize that, you know, when we go back and look at this in 50, 100 years, you know, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see the the collection. You're gonna be able to see like all of this work together. You're gonna to be able to learn more about these artists, right? And I just think that's such a special thing that we don't, like we sort of take it for granted because we're in the moment and, you know, we're just sort of like on OpenSea or on blur or on wherever. And you know, sort of trading like Dgens versus really investing culturally in, in sort of the um, the the you know uh, mind share of uh, what these artists are bringing you know uh, to the table. And you know, I think eventually that's what's going to take uh, take over, right? It's not going to be this this constant you know uh, fight for liquidity, right? It's going to be about collecting the things that that really last and, and hold value for people. Um, and so that's, I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. I think, look, it's interesting listening to you. Like, I think having artist relationships and working with them and being there from the jump, you can't replicate that ever, ever, you know, like there's artists I've been lucky enough now that I was there early and working with them. And like, not only is it cool and fun, you become, you're super close and we're part of that process. So you're particularly connected to it. So that's, I think, exactly um, you know, the approach that's cool to hear.
0: Yeah, man. So I, I like it. Um, I was looking back at the first season, and the art's fire. I mean, there's some really good art in there. Um, I love the fact that the way it's gamified, it makes people, like you said, um, choose the art that they like. Or gamble, and we all love to gamble, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, the no, I, I know that's, that's true. I mean, Bro, everybody's going to
0: find their their gen project, I'm a right? Collector. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I like that, and I think one major issue with this space is there's some insanely good artists who just don't don't get the publicity and uh, really the sales that they deserve, just because so much of it is about a name. And this project kind of takes that out of it. It makes people get the art that they like. And it could be a huge artist or it could be um, an upcoming artist who's also amazing. So um, I well, love Chris, that, man. Yeah. And Chris, we can dig into the details of this specifics in a sec. The other
1: thing I think is, um, uh, uh, fuck when you were talking burn dog. I lost my thought. I was going <laughs> to say, that's right. Um, uh, shit. I'll get back to it. Okay. Why don't we dig into the, the details of, um, the actual what people could get involved in who are on the
2: call the mechanics.
1: now. And, yeah, the mechanics, how people can get involved. Definitely, dog, yeah.
2: Bird Dog will beg you for a, allow list, that kind of shit. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've got uh, the Mint coming up on the 25th of April, um, or the 27th of April, sorry. We have a pre-Mint that closes on the 25th. So, when, you know, if we do allow list, we can get people in on that. Uh, we have 780 passes available out of 1200 we have uh, a, a portion of those already pre-sold um, to collectors that are in the, the out ecosystem that hold a specific um, ultra pass token and all of that so um,
1: have you priced
2: it yeah so price for the public is actually 0. 0.12 um, I, I know in this in this space today it's a, a bit high but for us, I think like this is such an important thing for these artists. It's such an important project and fun uh, fun experience that it's definitely worth getting involved in. Um, and I think that the price definitely outweighs sort of the, uh, the downside because what you're looking at is, I mean, season one artists that were involved in this are absolutely incredible, massive. I think we had one of our artists in there that had a one-of-one sale, a one sale over a million dollars. Right. So like there's there's the potential to hit on one of those um, season two artists are insane. I've already got uh, we've got 10 of, of the 12 locked in already. Um, I've already gotten artwork back from a couple of them. And I am honestly blown away. It is gorgeous. Um, it is incredible. So uh, it's a very exciting project. It's not your, your run of the mill PFP, It's not your run of the mill, just sort of like throw some art together, you know, get it out there and try to figure out what to do with it sort of, you know, sort of thing. Like, it is very well constructed. Everything that we've built is uh, built in-house from the ground up. So all of the application layer, all of the uh, smart contracts, everything that we do is is custom for this event. So, you know, no, no stone unturned, no expense spared. Um, it is a uh, top-notch, experience uh and all of our mints are run particularly well um i think like you look at this space and it's like even the azukis of the world you know tend to run into a mint or two here and there that just they absolutely fuck it up some some way or another (laughs) bro everybody does everybody 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 yeah yeah And, and knock on wood we haven't we haven't had any of those uh crazy experiences uh you know so far we we really try to test everything as best we can um you know account for everything that that we think needs to be accounted for and um everything that we've done so far has run extremely smoothly even when it sells out um you know so th- i think that's really cool well what i was going to
1: say that i remembered after i was distracted by burn dogler's foot pixie sent me were um i do think <laughs> one of the big success the things that you have many good artists but what determines a ton of your success in this space is how you structure your ecosystem, because unlike typical traditional art where the galleries that go between between you and the collectors and price isn't easily identifiable and all these dynamics, I think actually having curators like you and others um, who help artists structure what they do can have a profound and massive impact. In fact, I think many talented artists, it's not their prices or their they don't kind of stumble because of the art they stumble because of how they enter the market how they supply the market how they structure their collections how much work they put out and so on so that's what i was going to say earlier um which i do think is something our everybody in the space should think a lot about and it's good to hear you talk about it um yeah i agree did you raise money before and are you technically background why are you doing your own Technical mints and not just using like manifold like the rest of us clowns. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so I mean we've been we've been writing our own contracts, our own contracts since day one. Um, you know, even way back to when we launched Woody's, uh, we actually out of Woody's we uh, had two of our team members go on to found a, a company called Props, and Props is one of the uh, leaders in the space that they're you know they're going off in. Uh, working with uh, boss beauties and dead fellas and uh, you know uh, creature world and all of these different projects uh, you know building out you know their different smart contracts and and minting experiences and things like that and so from that very early experience working with them we knew that we want to always provide something unique and interesting about the way that we are executing on the smart contract layer and so, um, for us, it was always very important. Like we want to be putting this on our own tech stack and creating, you know, something of value there as opposed to just saying, okay, yeah, let's focus just on the art, which is cool too. Um, but adding unique mechanics and unique twist to it, uh, which I think is so important to stand out and, and to be, you know, something that is going to be long lasting in this space, right? Like you think of manifold and you're like, oh my God, manifold, right? Like, what they're doing for artists is incredible, and you know it's it's really hard to get to that status if you're just using you know you're piggybacking on other people's tech. <laughs> so that, that's a big. Well, thing I think for us. and, I, and I,
1: yeah, hundred percent. I think part of the art itself is the contract structure. Yeah. Is choices yeah. about on chain or not? Is this all this like the innovations you see for many artists? And I mean, I knew transient companies like that. So that's so cool, yeah. man. Well, and,
2: totally and the other thing with this tech stack in particular is we actually want to um, take this this specific uh, mint style and actually use it for other communities. So have a 12 days of rug radio or 12 days of, you know, uh, uh, what's going name? Moonbirds or proof or whatever, right? Like have these like really, you know, niche sort of one-off um uh, events for each of these communities that are interested um, so that they can actually curate their own artists into a unique and, and fun Mint experience, right? So that's something that I think, you know, as we mature the platform, as we mature the, the code base for all of this and, and people start to recognize the name, we can really partner more deeply on a, you know, on a, le- on a curator level. Uh, with each of these communities. So I think that'll be really fun to to dive into. Dude, OG, you should, uh, you should do
1: well, that. No, I, you. I was about to say, i like, dude, I'm so hyped to hear. So I've been exploring this with some technology partners because I think the exact same thing. I think like part, minting something, it's of course dope and all that, but having very cool dynamics around the contract itself and what it does and how it behaves, and even odd chain versus IOPs. So I've been spending a ton of time on this, and so definitely we should link. And uh, I just think it's super cool to. It's clear to me listening to you, you know, uh, that it's you're super legit, and it's really cool to hear you hear your evolution on these issues. Because I think, um, frankly, it's what well, mine were, so I kind of like to hear it.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I appreciate that. Good stuff guys. So we're up against it for time. Uh, we're going to have Corby up next, but first um, we got to provide a rating. Um, so Chris, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but what we do is we rate each show on a scale of one to 10, sort of like a one bite. Everybody knows the rules type of deal meets shark tank. Um, so OG, you want to go first? So burn
1: only told me about the scale like two days before the last show. And so I told him like I'm dying to create a framework I could share. So my numbers, his are much more precise than mine. Look, um, I think uh, listening to you, you clearly have been in the space a long time, hearing your conclusions around art and curation, to me, you know, obviously selfishly, so I have to be full disclosure, but I, that's where I am on all this as well. And I think everything you said on DAOs, on bringing like, you know, how things are minted, turning the mid technology as a platform that can work with other, uh, projects. To me, that's really the game. Um, I, uh, I unfortunately haven't been able to dig into the art as much as I wanted because uh, I've been here, but obviously some of those, you know, like David Kreese, etc., are obviously huge successes. And I think your discipline on supply. Uh, I mean, I, I talk supply nonstop and you have way less su- supply than me. So, I think um, that's hugely bullish. So uh, I think the only challenges are where it is a super over curated market. Um, and uh, really, though, I think you have a differentiated proposition. So I'll get better at these numbers because I feel like I don't have my solid framework. But I mean, this is a really strong project. And uh, I mean, everything I heard today, I loved so. I'd say, you know, it's like an eight and a half plus, which is the high rate highest ratings we give so far. So I really <laughs> loved it, man. And I really want to I, I really do want to connect offline. I'm actually a little bummed we hadn't spent time together before this
0: because um I really vibe with what you're saying. So
2: Yeah, definitely. Happy to
0: do that. Good stuff, OG. That's that's a that's a high rating. That's a really good rating. Um and I'm not as uh as nice as og but i do like the project (laughs) Um, so you're gonna get a good rating for me for sure um i like the fact that uh like i said um it's kind of a blind minting experience um i like the fact that people are gambling um i like to gamble i think the mint price is fair uh supply looks pretty good um i think the the one thing um the only concern I have is there's a lot of competition out there right now. Um, yeah. But like OG said, I mean, you're differentiated. Um, I, I like the way the tech is set up. Um, it's a cool project. And, and I think for anyone who is into art, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, I'm going to give you a 7.7 7, and that is a high score. Um so yeah, I, I got you at a seven seven. I would make. I love how, I
1: love how precise the motherfucker you are. Like I gotta get my scale like that. That's hilarious. You know, dude,
0: I just kind of make it up. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, it feels like a seven seven. Like a. Chris, seven one gone. quick thing we didn't awesome. touch on is you rate. You said you've been around. And did you
1: raise funds previously? We didn't get a chance to say that. Development um, no, we and you... we
2: haven't we haven't raised any funds. Um, we did raise. I mean, we. We sold our first project, Woody's, um, I think, which brought in about two point four million at mint. Uh, so, I mean, back yes. then it was. So you did raise some uh, funds. We, yeah, I mean, we we yeah. did raise funds, not necessarily VC or anything like that. So otherwise, it's no, That's strapped. the proper way. That's dope. Yeah.
0: So. How much did Woody's mint for?
2: Uh, I think it was point oh eight back
0: then. 0.08. I do and, remember well. Woody's. I remember those, um, and the the art's uh, the art on them is really cool. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, everybody wants to get a mask, Woody. That's what's popular.
1: Um, yeah, I would say bird dog. It's I'm nicer, but if, if people bring bullshit or aren't prepared or it's half assed we've locked down, and then all these projects have like brought a lot of heat so far. So I, I know. Think, I really, you know, re- I, I, thought like be, I thought it would be like presenting bird
0: dog art, and I'd have to talk about it. We should do that. We should roast all the art I've made, dude. Yeah. That brother. would be funny as hell cuz it's Love bad. It. <laughs> um, no, bro. I, 95% of it's bad. 5% is all right. Dude, that's Love actually you, a, that's a compliment. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks Chris, dude. Chris, that um, was awesome, bro. You did so good. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, cool, yeah.
2: And, uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and if you want, you can pin a tweet with more information, uh, so the people here can follow up. If you want to give away allow list spots, feel free to, like, just pick random people from the audience or whatever. Um, but, yeah, thanks, or, man. Or yeah, or we can go into the communities
1: that have supported us. But I'd love to follow up with you personally, too. So, um, really interesting to talk to you. And thanks again for coming
2: on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so next up we've got uh, Corbe. Um, and we've got Mauma.
3: Yeah. Uh, Hi. Nice. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, Yes,
0: Uh, it's Mau Mau. Mau Mau, excellent. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us on such short notice. I know there was a a little communication issue uh, between the folks that helped set this up, so I apologize for that. Um, But, yeah, good to have you on.
3: Well, nice Um, to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Welcome, welcome. So, OG, do your thing. Uh, You go ahead and... um, start ripping the og questions
1: All right. okay i'm <laughs> um, such a pleasure um uh and excited to have you on the show uh you're based out of paris yes <clears throat> um yeah. can, can you give us a little bit of the history of you know you personally and the team and how you came up with this project uh and a quick overview of sort of what the project is
3: yeah so uh yeah me so me personally um you know i i, I i've been uh, I have a background, in, like really web to background, uh from PG, McKinsey, um, and a lot of startups. And um and since five years I am the founder of a uh, luxury jewelry brand on uh, Place Vendôme in Paris. Um uh, and what we do what's it called? Uh Courbet, Courbet. So that is mm. the name. Um <clears throat> we launched five years ago, we really with the intention of um disrupting mm. this pretty conservative industry to bring uh, a sense of responsibility ecology into the equation so we launched um, high-end pieces uh, carved out uh, in uh, gold uh, recycled gold and uh, lab-grown diamonds Um, and going on Place Dendôme which is really the heart of uh, luxury jewelry uh, was strategically really important for us because we believe that the transformation should come from uh, above uh, from innovation and from inspirational designs so um, that's how we started and since then I mean they, um, the trip has been very uh, successful so far we've been kind of doubling turnover and increasing with a little bit of a slowdown during the pandemic but still growing that's right. uh, about a year ago uh, I kind of was catapulted into wave 3 via um, Damien Hirst um, mint of uh, Empresses. And I had seen his mint of currency um, go really successful. So I wanted to have the empresses and I minted that. And that kind of dragged me down the rabbit hole. Um, And I think you have to be a kind of a curious type of person, uh, slightly obsessed, (laughs) obsessive type of person to go down the rabbit hole. And so I spent a lot of time digging and uh, discovering the Web3, doing a lot of minting of strange, weird NFTs um, that I just lost money on. Um, Like the rest of us, of course. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything seemed to go up, I think, in February still. And then came Mars. It slowed down, plateaued. And then came, I think, the mint of Moonbirds. And it sucked so much cash out of the market. And it was actually topped by other side that came, um, through, you know, for me it was three o'clock in the morning when half of the revenues went to gas fees.
1: Yeah, don't. I mean, uh, yeah. that really bums me out. Yeah. yeah. Agree, agree.
3: It was horrible. It's like a traumatic and I'm still suffering post-traumatic stress from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, basically I felt like after that it was just downhill, you know, f- for the whole space. And um, then came like Solana summer and I started to looking at Solana NFTs and I went quite heavily into Solana and into um projects with the revenue sharing utilities. Um, and I thought that was really exciting. During this whole time, like there's about a year ago when we planned to go into the space with Kobe. But it was like trying to kind of go into something like a fast-moving train where things were changing. As soon as you thought a thought, it was already obsolete because the metas were coming so fast that what was relevant in February wasn't relevant in March and so on.
1: And and so step back for a minute just to make sure we're all on the same page. So you basically had environmentally sustainable high-end luxury jewelry. Yeah. And you launched it in Paris in the central place and then – that was, you've grown that business well. You were interested in Damien Hurst and had seen the currency mint. So that pulled you into this space. And yeah. I, look, I totally agree. You're either behind the curtain or you're not. So I can super appreciate that. Interestingly, Damien Hurst, I worked for a guy who had Steve Cohen, who had like the formaldehyde pigs and stuff in the office from Damien Hurst. Ah. It was crazy. Yeah, Steve Cohen. It was insane. So,
3: oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Okay, so... So then you got in the space, started turning through projects. What was your intent with the, you said you came in with the intent to bring um, Corbett to the space. What was the intent originally?
3: I think that when we first entered, like just a year after launch, we um, started to work with the certificates on the the blockchain for the, I think it was the whole bridal, all the engagement rings got these certificates with goods ID. Um, So... And so we, and then we we also accepted cryptos. So we have our crypto terminal, and we have you know at checkout on our website you can pay with crypto. So we we kind of was we were very um, positive to using tech, technology as soon as it was relevant for for um, the value proposition. And I, I think that the reason why we wanted to go into Web three at that time was that we felt that you know. We'd like to reach out to this kind of young, uh, and not you know not necessarily young, but very often young, digital um, target group, uh, smart, um, and um, even you know uh, men, because we we reach women uh, easily, you know, with uh, through our web two activities, but very often men are kind of buying jewelry for women. And so we thought that was kind of a really, you know, good opportunity also to touch this target group. Um, also, we think there are women in Web3 and um, and we do have jewelry for men. So it, it's, it's kind of was logic.
1: Um, um, and quickly, you said, so were you tying, were you actually just getting a certificate or the piece of jewelry had something that directly tied it to the blockchain, like, or was it no just a no we
3: actually you know normally we give a certificate for the um jewelry um, and that was uh, a certificate that was added to uh, the blockchain of goods idea and um, and we included an insurance into this uh, certificate or yeah so that was tied to the piece of jewelry
1: um that's really forward thinking I mean um I' spent a lot of time we spent a lot of time here actually talking about what the next sort of areas of potential innovation are and I think a lot of PFPs have now fallen because when they first came out, they made all these huge promises, and then it ended up just being about a picture and community. But that doesn't mean things like gaming and fashion aren't on the horizon. And so, I think jewelry is definitely uh, gaming and fashion, generally. And I think you've already seen jewelry make a big push with some big names. So that's really interesting.
3: Yeah well and then you know first we we went in and going like okay we're going to have like a profile picture or an adventure driven project with um, staking um and um and then we decided no um you know after my time spent in in Solana as well I really wanted to have very very tangible and uh, clear return on investment and uh, to reflect a little bit the the bear market we're in and so... um uh, What, what, what drew it,
1: you to Solana? I'm a, a bit of... So sorry? Open. What drew you to Solana? I'm a bit of a Solana hater. So oh, I'm you are? Open. Yeah, I just... Uh, not to be... I thought... So I get that after, but I'm just curious why you were drawn to Solana. Well, you know, in the beginning,
3: um at the first, I, you know, as a complete beginner, uh, I think it was like February last year, I couldn't see the big deal about the difference between the two blockchains. So I was just exploring you know via I think it was uh, rarity sniffer and rarity sniper they since they were showing both solana polygon and uh, any projects uh, I, I you know I just didn't understand this big difference got it okay and so I would go you know I bought some generous robots and I bought um and then I I kind of realized after that like, like when solana came I saw in the servers of the on discord of the eth projects that a lot of people were like oh oh do you have any solana project to recommend and nobody knew anything about solana in the ethereum world and i was like jesus this is really like a berlin wall between these two worlds um and um and but i was kind of already a little bit into solana at that time um i recognize it's right. a really wild west and i have been rugged quite a few times um, but there are some projects that I think are really nice that I could recommend. Um, otherwise, I'm still in ETH, you know, I have my yeah. woman and. and yeah. so-
1: it, that's really interesting to hear. There had been a, the only art I ever saw that got some traction there was like the digital impressionism. Mm-hmm. My view, just again, for our, our listeners, is look, ETH has a huge body of work and buyers. Tezos is the only other chain. Um, you know it was interesting. Chris said that Tezos is the only other train chain I am um, sort of bullish on because there was a, it came into being when it was so expensive to mint on Ethereum that if you were like an artist in a and you know most places it costs like three five hundred dollars to mint sometimes, and so I was drawn to Tezos. And Chris, you mentioned it, but back in the day, like Tezos was the coolest. You could spend like one and a half ETH, and I was like. Top five buyers in the world, and like got 20 notes from artists, so it was the best. So I'm biased, I wanted to tell you. So,
3: yeah, no, no, yeah, but being,
1: I'm, being open, being openly biased, so, so don't you can take it with a grain of salt, but
3: yeah, no, but I mean, everybody have their own experiences, and I think we have decided to, to do our mint on uh, Ethereum. Um, and so better, uh,
1: better for sure,
3: yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I think it's more kind of. Um, compatible with uh, our brand image. Um, and uh, so what we decided what to, was to actually go with a, uh, an NFT that is backed one-to-one by a physical diamond. And so basically um, the idea with the project now is that you we're going to have a very small supply. We will build a small community uh, of 777, uh, members that why we...
1: why 777
3: <laughs> nobody has asked us actually now i will say i will tell you now um for we are on seven plus Place Vendôme. um ethical have seven letters in it diamond has seven letters in it Courbet has seven letters in it um i think seven has always been really important for us and so we decided to go for 777 that's cool I'm, hey, I'm Bur- just happy
0: you're not doing seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven yeah. <laughs> because that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs>
3: no, no, no,
1: I call burn dog seven because fuck you also has seven letters in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, OG. Yeah. Thanks, you, buddy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Yeah, okay, no, that's super you. cool. So you literally will own the physical diamond through the NFT.
3: Yeah. So basically, what you first do is that you get me- you you become member of the this this select community. Um, that we will treat like a partner uh, for us to develop in Web3. And so um, the first thing is that you need to learn more about diamonds. So what you get, you will first get an airdrop of a diamond seed. And that diamond seed will start to grow until it reaches a 0.35 carat size. Um, So during that time, we will have quite a lot of educational sessions, masterclasses and things like that about diamonds and jewelry and gold. Um, A lot of practical stuff and some quite exciting things like uh, virtual tours of the laboratories and things like that. When we reach uh, 0.335 carats, it's the moment to actually claim the diamond. Um, so this is like the first step of this journey, which is like we call it the lab because you enter the lab and you get access to see your NFTs. You can grow them when you reach 0.35, you can claim or you can decide to inject a bit more ETH and grow it further um, and then claim it later. So you will receive the, the, the diamond um, set in 18 karat recycled gold um and there will be like the possibility to get your engraving um on it so that's like the first step and during that time we will we consider that you know the whole community will get savvy on diamonds and and gold and jewelry after that comes like the second big step which we call And wait, before we
1: go on to that I also think it's important to share um if you look at the diamond market for our listeners interestingly there's been a huge shift towards um lab created diamonds um i think in the past it was viewed you know as a negative but i think you might you must have better data than me but for sure huge improvements in lab created diamonds and a sort of a lot of people now actually using them for weddings and other stuff
0: yeah right i mean the diamonds mind are like there's a lot of controversy around that right blood diamonds and all that yeah so yeah, yeah that,
3: that's the reason i think that i mean there's so much to say off. about about you know the impact um but uh, what i can say now is that like uh, there's literally no difference between a grown or uh, right. a lab diamond it's like you compare the ice from the freezer and the ice on the surface of the lake it's the same material it's just crystallized carbon atoms um i think the importance is like how was this diamond created um, was it? I mean, it's great that they it's naturally created in earth, but it's there's a lot of damage to actually extract them 100%. At the uh, you know, when you can make them, um, it's, it's it's far better. And now we're kind of partnering with this amazing, um, uh, really innovative producer that manages to, to do the diamonds out of thin air. Basically, they are extracting CO2 from the air. And they are using that solar energy, uh, hydrogen coming from rainwater um, to create the diamonds. So um, they are carbon negative. I don't know if it's carbon negative or carbon positive, but they have actually like a a positive impact. And so Um, uh, that would be the diamonds.
1: That's amazing. Quickly, so on the education side, so you'll basically be saying, hey, you come in, you get access to the community and the community is for people who are very interested in learning about this new sustain jewelry and the new sustainable approach to diamonds and you eventually get a physical diamond. What, what are people going to show up to do? Like, is it classes and the discussions? One of the things I think is always a challenge in a project is you need continuous engagement, but it's always like how exactly you do it that determines success or failure and so on. So what will be these various ways and what kind of cadence around? around Yeah,
3: I think today what we, uh, what, of course, we will have you know the the general interest in in terms of educational materials, master classes, virtual tour, tours, and so. But what we do, and we have already started doing that, is that every Friday or sa- Saturday, we launch a pretty um, extensive social deduction game and um, uh, which is breaking codes, uh, f- solving riddles, and it's things that are actually uh, custom made for, for on the theme and for us, and that we we develop ourselves. Throw ground
1: diamonds and all that.
3: Yeah, and right. so it could be that, you know, we have created this world, which is called the CO station, um, which is a very big world out in the sea, where you have everything you need to be comfortable, and at the heart, there's the laboratory. And so a lot of things are happening on the CEO station. We have a sloppy guy that's losing diamonds. We have another, somebody lost a pair of cufflinks. And every time there are riddles and codes to break to find, um, uh, to to get access to a giveaway. And so, and that... I'm sorry uh, to be a
1: dummy. Is that like a metaverse where you actually have that? Or just no, so far...
3: So far, it's actually like a 3D world that we've created that we extract videos and, and and pictures from. And we might in the future actually have that turn into a metaverse. But so far, we don't really see that. You know, I don't think the timing of that is uh, is relevant right now.
1: Yeah, I, so, but the, it's oh. not on-chain, right? So you basically have the off-chain off, off chain in the community. You have this other universe that people will be a part of and can access what, through a yeah. website.
3: Yeah you, yeah exactly we have a website that is uh, called i think it's called nft.cobe.com and um, and you can see that world there and also on our twitter you can see uh, videos from it
1: I would change from dot .com to dot
3: No XYZ yeah it might one or be the other yeah yeah i have to check maybe it's it's dot .io it could be or, dot or .xyz xyz or yeah yeah that's io yeah, I'm. I'm just taking a lick. I'm checking, taking it. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, it's it's it. dot com. Yeah. yeah it's.
1: Dot Eve mm-hmm. hasn't worked out. Like having an ENS has, but I don't think Dot Eve. Interestingly, but that's separate topic. But cool. I would look at yeah. that. That'd be helpful. I think. Sorry, so.
3: Gosh. Anyway, that's that's a few activations um, um, and um and then yeah, that's 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 more or less like the first. Uh, uh, a step uh, of three steps in the journey. Uh, when is
1: that? When are you dropping? And your pricing?
3: Oh, we have already dropped our pricing. Uh, okay. So the price uh, of um, of the mint is going to be zero thirty five ETH, um, more or less. It's going to. It could be less, but it depends on the conversion because we have fixed the price um, in in uh, dollars. So it's like six hundred thirty dollars.
1: Is that what the diamonds cost, or it's just?
3: Oh, I think that um, it's basically um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a bundling of um, the diamond plus the gold and and you know the whole craftsmanship and um, and also you know the value of the two next steps that I will tell you about. But um, I would say that if the piece that you receive when you claim, if we would have sold it, it would have costed twice the mint price.
1: So Okay, what are the next two steps? So we stay and we don't want to go too yeah. long on time. Not our absolutely. dog keeps us tight on time.
3: <laughs> yeah, so the next step after that is um, what we call the gate. And that gives um, the uh, holders uh, uh, token gated access to our website where we will actually give people that are belong to the Cogenesis um, community a um, uh access to private sales, I think actually what we want to do is to give them a privilege um, prices that are even below uh, the price that our staff are are paying. And I think it's mostly because we want them to be able to enjoy um, the collections that we have. And also um, as partners, we really see them as being like nearly, not really distributor partners, but nearly like a business partner And so um, we're giving the prices corresponding to that, and the unique pieces, possibilities to do um, custom-made stuff. Um, And there, well, that's that's the gate, and the last uh, step is to open up uh, the reward, which we call, uh, which is um, uh, during this whole time we're going to put in place a marketing plan to um, market Courbet as uh, the brand accepting crypto, Web3 friendly, um, and to drive our sales in crypto further. Um, the community will um, be asked to actually be a bit active with retweeting, but not in an exaggerated way. Um, and, and 20% of the revenues will be redistributed to the holders. What we try to do is to actually do a- directly.
0: You got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's very that's, uh, that's dangerous. Drag. Drag
3: so what we directly. try to do is to have it as an active income, um, and to have a kind of promoter contract, so um, to avoid being like seen as a security by the SEC.
1: Would people have to docs? Uh,
3: no, that's it been- not planned.
1: Over to uh, income in the US you're going to have to, I guess how it's structured, you're going to have to give a tax stock probably to that person.
0: Yeah, I think Because so. you're
1: providing income.
3: Sorry? Um, what so you-
1: in, the, so in, the US, <clears throat> in the U.S., if you provide income to somebody, you have to give them, if they're an employee, yeah, like a W-2 oh yeah, a tax or 1099. Him. So I'm just saying if it's with crypto, that obviously becomes more challenging
3: but I mean I think anything that we do because we're web to business everything we do is kind of uh, in our books so uh, anybody who needs any extract from uh, you know what has been sent to them get that yeah
1: I just think I dogs um, like my face and stuff but a lot of people are um, how are you guys thinking about how much time do we have burned dog? a couple minutes more
0: We've got, well, we could go over a couple of minutes, yeah. but.
1: Yeah. Um, I, um, I'd i be curious and you don't have to answer now. but I would think about um, if I were in your seat, like, you know, the KYC for other side, which was obviously a big one, became a whole thing. And, you know, people were like paying other people to KYC for them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, it's just a bit of a, I think people are very, you know, I get made fun of because my, like people make memes with my face and stuff, but because it, it's unusual this to like have your, you know, no, but be, I
3: so. I think that what we plan to do first of all already when we ship the diamonds and we sh- when we ship uh, somehow we need to have an address, but that could be a pickup place, you know. But um, when it comes to the revenue sharing. Um, those who want to have a tax uh, document, I mean, uh, they will need to to dox themselves if they do not want a tax document because um, they are in a country where they don't need to, they don't need to dox themselves. The revenue sharing is going to be sent uh, as um, either Polygon or ETH to, to their wallets. We're looking at, you know, whatever gives us the lowest gas fees. Yeah.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, Yeah, I can go first. Do you have
0: any more questions or are you good? Uh, I guess when is mint date?
3: (laughs) So, actually, we have. That's what I said um, with the drum. But I think it's about
0: the price. That's why.
3: Yeah. So, we have set the mint date. Um, We haven't set it yet. We we haven't communicated it yet. It's going to be, I think, um, in a bit more than three weeks. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be on a very important day for us. For us, so um, we're kind of staying in our number mania. <laughs> seven,
1: seven, seven.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know what is seven, seven, seven on the calendar.
0: Um, I don't think there
1: we is a the seven,
3: seven, seven. No, there isn't. So right, it's the seventy
0: seventh a... day of uh, whatever month that is, yeah. July, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. God.
0: <laughs> seven, seven.
1: <laughs> Um, Yeah, I can go. So first thing, I think your um, offline experience is super cool. And I love the idea of sustainable jewelry and sustainable diamonds. Um, It's a very big personal area of interest to me uh, and an area I've spent a lot of time on. And I think it's wonderful to see that. Your offline success in the stores is great to hear. Uh, And I think this is a novel idea. My honest... I, I. I, I'm concerned a little bit about a, a couple of things. I'm concerned about the, so the people, you know, the nature of how people, men, if you're targeting men, the nature of how men typically engage with diamonds is around a wedding or around like buying a specific piece. And I don't know if, I mean, if you, I have to see the actual like gamification, but I don't know, if like people will show up to do the learning and do all that they will for like a, a one-off hit. I just don't know the sustainability. So that's one concern. I am, I think much more concerned about distributing the income. Um, I think as we talked about with Chris, like I'm, I've talked to a bunch of lawyers and spent a bunch of time. Cause I consider doing various things in crypto, like in NFTs around institutional kind of investing. And it is, incredibly brutal the the code in america is not only like not really there but most of it skews negative and i think the minute you have to dox in crypto as part of a project you remove a sizable piece of the market um even though it's not a big deal like even people who are doxed that i know they won't give out their address because they're like forget that i don't want anyone to know where i live and come get my stuff so i'd be if I were with you guys, I'd be concerned about that and kind of, I mean, you're not doing that today, but that is a, uh, sort of big potential uh, flag. So I think you sound wonderful. You sound like you've succeeded really well on the offline business and with your, the companies you worked at. And there's no doubt that people who succeed usually are good at figuring out how to succeed. But I think these utility style, these projects and NFTs, especially right now, that had a lot of sort of stuff that was going to come on later and be part of it. It's just proven a really hard struggle, whether it's gaming or things like this. And I worry that to engage a community every day is incredibly difficult. And so to keep the people coming back. So I'd say, you know, really think, really like to hear about you and the team. This from like an NFT perspective, I'd probably rate the chance of success a little lower, like a 6 me um, because of those concerns
3: okay, but, I really,
1: and I, but I'd really I'd love to be helpful in any way and it's no criticism it's more my take on the market and you know how look it's difficult enough to get people to barely like I find it's very yeah. difficult to, to get people to do anything so that would be my, my concern. Or no no but I think I it's a it's, uh,
3: very uh, interesting feedback. Thank you.
0: Yeah, do don't, um, don't do Solana. <laughs> yeah, don't do Solana. That's that's a big, a good piece of advice. I would agree on that. Um, so yeah, I, I like the fact that it's sustainable. Um, you know, lab grown diamond. Someone gets a physical out of it. That's uh, that's good. Um, you've got some some games in there where you can, people can earn drops and things like that. Um, I like that. You know you've got a good plan here um uh, like og i'm really concerned about the revenue coming back to people um you know whether it's doxing with a 1099 or that we don't know enough to know how the u.s government is going to view that so maybe overseas this is a little more um you know uh, successful but i think it, just even seeing that is going to scare a lot of dgens away um I also think the mint price, understanding the physical is worth twice that. Um, I think the mint price is going to scare away a lot of people and it's going to be hard for them to commit 0.35 ETH yeah. when they can degenerate that into something and double it. Right. Or, or lose it all, <laughs> which I've done plenty of times. And um, so I, I think that's going to be a little scary for people. Um for sure. But I mean, you're getting some gold and you're getting a diamond out of it, which is, you know. Yeah. It, you know what Thing
1: about that? Actually, one thing I think about, too, I'd like to share. It's like sometimes I talk with artists about this. Oddly, in NFTs, theoretically, they have like unlimited upside. And so when you tie them to something, it's really good in that you'll create a direct value. But you actually create a cap. Like if you're like, OK, you can burn this NFT for physical artwork which artists were doing for a while. I'm like, why would you do that? Now, like, you've, you've sort of taken the benefit of the NFT away and put it in back into just being a non-digital item. So one thing you might want to consider as well is, like, you don't want the, the metal and diamond value to be the value that drives the NFT. You want it to be some piece of it, but you need to have other things that make the upside, like, not just what you can yeah, I think that's into. the reason
3: why we separated so that the membership pass is something that you actually have, and the diamond nft you burn when you when you claim the physical piece um, specifically because once you've burned it, um, once you claim it's kind of losing its value. So um, <clears throat> what what you end up with is a is a diamond ship to you, and then you have your membership pass that is actually open up for for this journey and the next, which is already planned, um, where you have advantages uh, based on your decision for, for the second mint.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it it does leave more open for the future for sure. Um, but for me, ultimately I I think that, uh, the revenue distribution will scare people away. And I think the mint price will scare people away. I think some will mint it, you know, it's, uh, you know, you've got a nice niche here. So I, I think that there will be some people interested in it. Um,
1: you probably could also use it as a tool to bring some of your web two people in the store into the digital, which is like a, hurdle, a hurdle, high hurdle sometimes. But this seems like one of those applications where if somebody was buying your jewelry and they're like, you know, scan this thing and you get an NFT, um, you know, a lot of them won't, but some might and start building your online community
0: yeah yeah for sure um yeah so i you know i'm gonna rate it a little higher than og just because i think you know some people will get this personally i wouldn't mint it because i can spend that 0.35 on um some stupid ass mint. well i'll probably lose it i gamble it but um I, i'd give you a 6.2 i think some will mint it but you know i think with the mint price i i struggle with that Understanding that you're getting a physical out of it, but you look at the codependence; yeah. those didn't even yeah. mint out, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. By the way, too,
1: you should you should be on spaces and presented because you um you you talk about it well, and that might you know be part of the uh, you know marketing the success of the offline business. No thanks. While you're discussing online, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, but I, I love the sustainability thing yeah. and I, I love yeah. what you're what you put together. I I just don't I don't see the gen going for yeah. it, but there will be some people that do. No, but that's
3: interesting. I mean, I can see your point. Um I think, you know, uh, what is really uh, a challenge when you come in and you have a uh, uh, you know, a luxury brand uh, positioning is also, you know, who do you want to attract? Um, you know, that's exactly, right. Group. That's exactly. So right. Um, I didn't mention it because, because I forgot to mention, but we also have um, Chanel in our as a as our shareholder.
1: That's that's probably, probably nice. something you should mention. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: that, that's a bonus too. You know, you could maybe do a Chanel thing as well. Um, but honestly, one last, thought, one
1: last thought, too, is I would consider reducing the mint size if you're going to do that. That's another thing. If you want to keep the okay. right high, and do like stages where you don't have to like get the full project out. Now you do like a small step and get a reaction and learn from that.
3: That's interesting.
1: You know, like issue like the top anyone who buys in this round gets some special privileges, but only issue like less than hundred or like, you know, whatever number you come up with. But, A lot less, like less than a hundred, or even like like the OG top pass, and those people who were there from the beginning, because that's a much lower hurdle. And then it won't start the project if it doesn't mint out at that big number. People be like, "Oh, it didn't mint out. I'm not going to look at it." It was like, "Yo, we sold twenty passes to these like hardcore people, and we built the community from there." That's a winning story.
3: Yeah, no, it's very interesting. um, It's a very interesting aspect. Thanks for that advice. Yeah,
1: and I'm feel free to reach out whenever if I can be helpful.
3: Yeah, thanks. All right, <laughs> that's really
1: yeah, appreciate you.
0: you, both guests. Yeah, right thanks for coming end. on.
3: Well, thank you, thank you for having me here. Um, I think, uh, and I was also, it was really nice to hear about the ultra DAO.
0: Yeah, it was. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was good to hear about both your projects. Yeah, that, projects. That's, I love, I, I love doing the show because I get to hear about um, you know some cool stuff. I do think you're doing some cool stuff, no um, doubt. So, it yeah. is super cool
1: and novel, and so I think you have that in your side. And I think you know it strikes with mission based So I'd feel super good about that. I would just go to market a little lower to make sure you can succeed on it. All right, I'll shut my mouth too, Burn.
3: <laughs> okay, no, all
2: thank right. You. Thank you. Yeah, sh-
1: Thanks. Shut your mail. Essay. Thanks, everyone,
2: for listening live from New York.
1: It's okay. Yay. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm
0: live from my house. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks. See you next week. See ya. (laughs)
3: this It's
0: We'll be broke in the a pro.